Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that goes to well, goes to the cinema, watches films, watches things on Netflix, and essentially tries to say which one is better. Where have we been better served this week? Has it been Netflix? Has it been cinema? My name is Tosin and I am your host, based up in Coventry in the Midlands. And joining me on the Isle of Wight, as always, are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hi, yeah. Yes, thank you guys. You guys are keeping it nice and like, you know, you're keeping it real, keeping it remaining on the island, even though I, <laughs> even though I left, you're keeping things like, you know, holding things down, keeping the place from sinking. Yeah, we're back on the white yeah, still. We are, we're, we're here, we're, we're holding the fort. <laughs> cool, and this is, uh, we are, this is going to be the last time we're all going to be together for a while, because Sean, you have decided to up and leave us on one of your very many surgeons. So this time it's not Thailand. Where are you off to this time? I'm off to the United States. Yay. So, you yeah. You like America, I, I do. I, I decided it was time. I mean, I was, I just, I've, I've always, always loved America. And that was where, that was my first choice normally until I did go to, I mean, the thing is with, with, with the Thailand was that my, because my uncle lives out there, yeah. it was, it was cheap, you know what I mean? But I've decided that instead of going on these lazy holidays too much, I'm going to actually do so. So I'm, so I'm, Gonna go New York, gonna go uh, uh, Washington, and I'm gonna go to Philadelphia because I've been through oh, Philadelphia, nice. but I haven't. So I want to visit. Uh, I mean, really, I'm a, I'm a, I, I love the West, and you know, like like the Midwest. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend. Yeah. A little bit. I have been to the so, East Coast, so but I'm gonna spend a little bit. Normally, I'm a bit like meh about America, but I'd like that's the bits I'd like to see. What New York or West Coast? New York. Because you've been quite a lot, haven't you? Tosh? I've been a couple of times. I mean, I lived out there for seven months. That was uh, that was in LA or the east on the west coast. Uh, west yeah, coast. Uh, there's yeah. there's a whole bit in the middle I've not been to. So I've done New York. I've done North Carolina. Yeah. I've done. I yeah, actually, I was. I did go to Florida. I've been to California, but like all the, I've driven through it. So I drove. I drove from LA up to Colorado, then across to Chicago. Um, but apart from. Wow, that's a few thousand miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I've done. I mean, I mean, in my younger days, going back is um, the trips because I used to do the driveways. I mean, I've been to forty-seven states. I said, you've done. I've got to say, you've nearly done all your. I've nearly 50, done. Haven't you? Yeah. So, um, what was um, it? Hawaii, Alaska, and Hawaii, Florida? Alaska, and Maine. 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 Oh. But the two, so like the furthest ones. But no, the trips I did. I mean, I drove. I drove a Nissan Pathfinder from Boston. Yep. Uh, pick, picked up in Boston, took it to Denver. Yep. They gave me seven days and three and a half thousand miles. But anyway, we actually we're talking smoothies, aren't we? But that's that. I could do a whole well, different vlog. I just wanted to say, and hello to Ben Smith, who I actually drove across America with because he was driving from LA to Chicago, and I was like, "Well, I've got nothing to do. I'll come along." It was, it was, it was. Yeah. It, yeah. How long did that take you? It took us a couple of days. It took us a couple of days, but yeah. we did stop at the Grand Canyon, have a look at that. We stopped in Las Vegas for two hours or something like that. I was like, that's enough. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. And oh. Now you see, as a story I could tell, I mean, I went to Las Vegas back in 89, and it was before it had got huge and got yeah, big. Yeah, because they do the, the residencies yeah. now, don't they? All the yeah. big celebs have I a, mean, that was when the, Las the, Vegas the Sands was there. And I mean, they were just, they had just built. Um, uh, Treasure Island one, the, the, mm. the and um, but they hadn't built any of the ones further up the strip. You know, all the big new ones at Bellagio mm. and, and all those 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 
those ones. So, and the last time I went to Vegas, I'm like you, I thought, my God, this has changed. Because <laughs> you had down, I mean, they even, even pedestrianised the, I mean, Fremont Street, so you used to have downtown, and Fremont was like where all the, you know, like the, the this cowboy, which suddenly exists, yeah. and, like the, and the glitter gulch and all that, howdy partners. Anyway, that was like the, what we say, the, the what rough you think area. of as being yeah. Las Vegas. You, you know, and it was just, well, but now they've pedestrianised the whole place, they put a big dome over it, and they have a light show, and I was like, Totally, totally disappointed. This is not what I was expecting. <laughs> and the, Where's the, the whole that I wanted? There used to be about a mile between downtown and the, and, yeah. and like uh, the Mirage and Caesars, and now it's all filled in. Oh. Bob, Bob Stupak's Vegas World. They used uh, to film. Oh, mate, that's sorry. Just get under some otherwise we'll go on. Just imagine, I can just imagine Sean walking around going, "What is this place? I don't even feel in danger of being stabbed." Where are the mobsters and their prostitutes? Well, well, where the uh, Sands used to be. They what well, they get rid of opposite Treasure Treasure Island because they they use Treasure Island to blow up, blow up the um oh you know they knocked it down and it's a massive massive shopping mall. And I used to eat so cheap. I used to get two for one lucky bucks, three hot yeah. dogs, three cocktails. Like that's where I go every day. I go. I see these girls in the street handing out these little booklets, and I go so I could live like super cheap and. I was going, circus, circus, so I'm going to go and get a $1.99 breakfast. <laughs> I went up there and it was like about ten ninety nine. I'm like, what? So, yeah, so shock, shock, horror, pro. Okay. So you've got anyway. lots to look forward to next week. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Sorry, I'm, I'm going off on my yeah, toes. We'll look, we'll <laughs> Sorry, look forward, we look forward to um, your pictures. And I'm not sure whether you figured out how to use like Instagram stories or anything like that yet. But we look forward to all your updates. Uh, and, okay, I'll, I'll probably put the odd one or two on. I know, you know, I normally rely on other people, yeah. don't I? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes Sean, you do. <laughs> all right, cool. So, yeah. okay, now we're going to try to do something, and we know this always, or this is always very dangerous when we try and do something like this. When we say something along the lines of, "Well, there's not that much out in the cinema this week," so we're going to take a little bit of time to talk about some other stuff, but. It is dangerous because, as you've seen, we've already spent, like, what, seven minutes on just Las Vegas. But <laughs> we're going to try something. <laughs> so there's a couple of things because every now and then on the podcast, what we do is that one of us would have seen something and said, this is what we think about it. And then somebody else will go see the thing and then we'll, we'll come back and say, hey, this is what we thought. So we have a list of things that fall into this category. And Sean, I'm going to kick off with you and Parasite. Okay. Oh, Parasite. Yeah, because, yeah, I saw Parasite. Because, this was a special one. Yeah, because I saw Parasite. Uh, I reviewed Parasite ages ago, not realizing it was going to be months before it was on general release in in the UK. But yeah, you, but you've, you managed to see Parasite yeah. on a previous screening with uh, Cine World Unlimited. Cine World Unlimited, yeah. It was a special. It was a, it was a one-off special. Pardon? Hello? 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 Oh, you're still oh, there. Sorry. 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 Oh, that's okay. Um, right. So... Yeah, um, so this was a one-off screening, and um, you, you'd reviewed it, and you'd given it a good review, I seem to remember. Yeah, you, I did. You, you'd given it a good yeah, review. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Tozen. Yep. What, what do you think I thought of this? Well, the thing is, I'm going to be really surprised. Yeah, I will be really surprised if you did not like it, because it is weird, it is out there, it is different from pretty much anything else <laughs> that you've seen in the last couple of years in the cinema. So I would be mega, exactly, be mega surprised if you don't like it. <laughs> No, you're exactly right. I, lo- I actually love this film. This is the best film I've seen this this year, um, definitely so far. I mean, that's the the top one. I mean, it was I don't know. It was just gorgeous. It was it was beautifully shot. Yeah. It was on so many levels, like with the you know rich people and the middle people and the down people yeah. and yeah. And I mean, 
there, there were some hilarious bits in there. Absolutely. And, and you're right, Toes. It's absolutely different. It's totally different to what, what you've seen before. And even now, I'm thinking of certain scenes yeah. where I am just chuckling, chuckling, <laughs> chuckling to myself. Yeah. Just yeah. thinking about it. You I know, know exactly what... Should we just say under the table? <laughs> yes, 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 yeah, yes. I know, I know exactly the scene you're talking about. I know exactly the scene. But, but yeah. I think it is... Uh, Parasite is a brilliant film. When that film gets out, if you have a chance, brilliant. go see it. Go see it wherever you are. It I, is. It is in Korean. Someone told me it is in Korean, but you yeah, can handle it. It's in Korean. It's no big deal. <laughs> uh, yeah. Someone told me that it's actually up for whether I believe or not. I don't know because I'm look. They reckon it's up for best picture. It's been nominated. It's been nominated. It's been nominated. That would be. Is that the first time in foreign film? Been nominated no, no, best no, it picture? isn't. I don't know because like the piano. Oh, no, so oh, yeah. was the piano. What was it? Life is beautiful. Was nominated. I think La Vie en Rose was nominated. That w- oh yeah yeah yeah, a, yeah so it, it 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 isn't the first time or anything like that it's probably the first time a Korean film has been nominated or a film made from Southeast yeah. Asia has been nominated pro actually I don't know maybe I think no I well, think I, Tiger Hidden Dragon might have been but um oh yeah yeah that's great. so it's um yeah but it's it's a it's a very good film Sharon when it comes out I could totally recommend it and as I said it starts off being yeah it's, yeah. it starts off being one thing. It switches. <laughs> it, it's uh, this film. This yeah. film keeps changing and what it is. <laughs> it keeps changing, and you're kind of like, what? What? Like, you, you can't. I, I yeah. think just about as when you're sitting down and you're you're getting relaxed and thinking, okay, cool. I figured out what this thing is. You're like, whoa, whoa, what the heck? <laughs> and also, what I liked about it, although there were situations, they were sort of um, maybe not towards the end, but they were like believable situations yeah, yeah, which yeah. you could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that could, I could easily see how that could happen. I could easily see how that could happen. That could certainly yeah. happen. A couple of bits went, but and, and I mean, it was it was lovely. It was shot lovely as well, wasn't it? With when yeah. they're sort of running off and they're running back to their yes, in the rain. Their, oh, the the rain. Sh- yes, some yeah. of the best rain I've seen. Some of the best rain scenes I've seen in the yeah. in, in like ever. And also, um, but the performances as well. I feel like everybody in the film, yeah, the, the performances. performances are awesome. <laughs> like they they are just so believable. They are so, yeah, so believable. Yeah, they really, yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, that's but it. anyway, okay. That's All it. right, cool. So Parasite, that's a, that that's Sean saying, yes, I was right. Sean, did you get to see Bad Boys for Life? Yes. I didn't, no, I didn't. I, I was, I was, um, a couple of people recommended it. I, I'm sorry, Toast. I watched the trailer for it and there was one bit in it where, I can't remember, they're two of them, they're busting in or something and he makes a wisecrack and I just thought, you know, I'm not, that's not really, there's, there's two of them, they, they, they it's in the trailer. I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but he goes, "Oh, you, what, what do you want to be?" Something, something. Yeah. He says something else. And, it's like, it's like, you know, it's and, like and, we're bad boys. No, we're trying to stop being bad. Boys. We got to be good men. Now, who the hell wants yeah. to sing that song? <laughs> Some, yeah, it was something along those lines. So, I mean, I will try and see it. I will, I will, I will try and get to see it just purely for the fact that. That I need to, yeah, I think. I'll, 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 I'll tell you one thing about that, right? One thing about, uh, about the film. There's a whole bunch of things that I that were in the trailer that I watched in the trailer and I thought, oh, that's a bit cheesy. But I'm, I'm not going to lie. When they showed up in the film, I could not help just laughing out, laughing out loud. Like, the, like yeah. there's a bit where they're yeah. driving along in the Porsche along Miami Beach and... <laughs> because they're driving dangerously, Marcy Lawrence says, "Don't worry. I know we're black, but we're also cops. We'll pull ourselves over later." <laughs> and that like cracked me up in the film when i watched it it totally cracked me up and uh and i have to say okay because um i, I want to give a, a shout out to all the people who went to sexy school with me 
That's right. The sixth form college I went to was called Sexy School. <laughs> there uh, was a what with an I with an E Y, so S S E X E Y, and it's and there was a period where the first Bad Boys movie it was on in the barn in Lisbury Barn almost like every day after school people were just watching it so much so that we could quote that film and there's so many lines in it like there's one of them which is like now back up, drop the gun and hand me a packet of tropical fruit bubblelicious. <laughs> That's a Will Smith line. Then Martin Lawrence goes. And some Skittles, and in the context of the <laughs> in the context of the film, it's hilarious. And uh, I can go on about this, but I will stop because you actually haven't seen the film, so I can't actually say yep. about that. So we will move yep. on. We'll move on. I saw Bombshell. Yeah, we move on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I reviewed this yeah, one, didn't I? What did you think? I saw Bombshell, and um, I will uh, I will confirm what i suspected i think it's a four-star film i i really 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 liked it yeah. i thought i thought it was really really good you did say I that thought, i thought john lithgow was really good and i think he i think john lithgow who plays roger Ailes, he, i think he's so good that he disappears you forget it's john lithgow and i think i don't know how he does it that he is possibly the best performance in the film but still he sort of goes into the background because the focus is the women so i don't know whether it's like uh the direction or anything like that i just think it's it's just, it's a very very good performance i like the way they i like the way they sort of like approached it i like i like the sort of there's a little bit of like the big short kind of thing about it about how this whole thing goes and about how fox news works and about how this guy built this empire built raised raised when it comes to women on quite frankly objectifying women like the whole thing about how a woman must always wear a skirt and the skirt must always be so high and like because you've got to see the knees and i was just it's just kind of this this scenes there's one particular scene with Margot Robbie and John Lithgow in Roger Ailes's office, that is skin crawling. It is just so like, yeah, yeah, I know the one you mean. I know the one. I know so this piece. Yeah, skin crawlingly, just kind of, oh god, you feel like you want to go take a shower after watching that scene. So I thought, uh, so I, th- I thought it was really well. But you liked that one, did you? What? You liked you liked that I liked film. Bombshell. That was... I'll give it a four out of five, yeah. as I yeah, thought. And and oh, then you went cool. to see The Witcher. And I was, or rather, you saw The Witcher on I, Netflix. Uh, I saw The Witcher on, on this was on uh, Sharon's recommendation. Yeah. For, you know, it was it was good. Um, yeah, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought, you know, I thought it was quite good. The fighting was good. The fighting was good, yeah. And um, I, I quite liked him as The Witcher. And I, I quite like, I can't remember the name, but the one that, that, had, the, that was escaping with the baby when the assassin. The witchy woman. The witchy woman, yeah. The witchy yeah. Woman, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Jennifer, yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I must say that I was watching it, you know, like one after the other, quite, quite. Yeah, I saw it. Binged it. Two, two, yeah, two, that's what I was going to say. Two sessions, so I binged it. Yeah, because I thought, well, I want because I watched the first one and I thought, yeah, where does this go? Where, so, where does this go? You know, with so all. So the... I, I know, I know, we kind of warned you, but how long did it take you before you figured out what the heck was going on? <laughs> Yeah, and Anya Chalotra plays Yennefer. She's really, really good. Yennefer. Yennefer. 
yeah, yeah, she's yeah, good. Yeah. What so, have we thought? Do we know her from? I, I've, I know her face, but I don't know what she's no, been. No, in. I think this is pretty much. It's, that it's pretty much up? the first thing she's been in. She's only twenty-two. Oh right. Yeah. Do you think they're doing another series? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. almost certainly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I know. Uh, well, there's about nine or nine books or something, so there's plenty yeah, of material yeah. there. And I think. I so think... yeah. So, so I mean, but for me, this. I mean, I'm going to give it. I'll, I'll probably give it a four star because I did yeah. quite enjoy it. But, you know, I mean. Yeah. I was trying to find faults in it, and I thought, "Nah, it's quite enjoyable." Did you, did you like that? Uh, did you like the final good. battle scene where they were using magic in all sorts of like tactical ways and all that kind of stuff? Tactical, yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, I mean, we're each of the different means of yeah, fighting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that was that was that was a really good scene. I I, I did like that a lot. And um, well, a few of the battle scenes really, when like like the one earlier on where they, you know, it's uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah where, where the and, queen goes to fight. Fine, yeah. yeah. That, you know, but the yeah, that 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 was a good battle. They all sort of lined up, and you know, let's go. So yeah, but they were. It was uh, yeah, it was a good. Uh, I wouldn't say it was as good as Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, no, come on. It's only had one season. I mean, <laughs> even yeah, so that's yeah. sort of world building. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's. Yeah, you've, it's more to un- unravel. I will say I mean, what... But then Game of Thrones. I, I, I hope this doesn't fall on its backside yeah, like Game I will say one thing. I think that this will be a lot easier. This this show will be a lot... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not so much... I don't think it's going to be so intense, is well, it? I, I think, I think you know, it, it, this is a lot more black and white. In this show, That it's it's a lot yeah. more black and white. The problem with Game of Thrones is that it was all grey, 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 grey. Then at the end, you try to, to end it, you have to have like some sort of black and white and... That's what I think. I personally think that that's what people were reacting to. They were reacting to the fact that, who oh, hang on a second, but no, no, but if he did that, that should happen, and that should happen. This is what's been happening for the last six seasons, and it's like, yeah, but we have to end this thing somehow. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I yeah, think that's what people were, were reacting to. That's right. Oh, all right, cool. And um, okay, I think that's everything that we're watching. And Sharon, you were you were saying just before we we pressed record that you've been having a bit of a difficult time trying to watch things. So we decided we're going to name and shame the things that you've been trying to watch. Yes, I did. A, I've had three false starts all on Netflix. Where I've watched two, sort of two and a half episodes of each, and I thought, you know what, I don't really care. Can you tell us uh, So the first one was um, Spinning Out, which is a drama about ice skating oh, yeah. and sort of competitive ice skating. And I thought there might be elements of like I Tonya about it, mm-hmm. or there was a, a film years ago. I think it's called Ice Castles that I watched a long, long, long time ago. And I quite like ice da- ice skating mm-hmm. and ice dancing. And I did actually go to the European Figure Skating Championships once oh, with wow. my friend wow. just to watch the professional, yeah. the real deal. Real, real deal. So I do enjoy it. And I okay. thought, I watched this, I'll, but I'll, to me, it was far too soapy. Okay, I'll tell you. Okay, the hands down, the best ice skating movie of all time is a film called The Cutting Edge with Moira Kelly and D.B. Sweeney. Yes, I know it. Hands down, best ice yes. skating movie of all time. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, this has got an element of that, but instead of the boy, the boy in this is like he's a an ice dancer. And the girl in it, she's like, was a championship ice dancer, but she had an accident and she fell and hurt herself. And then she's basically, they're saying, she wants to qualify as a coach, but she fails her exam. And so they say, well, you should consider doing pairs dancing. And so mm-hmm. she's paired up with this other okay. guy. But then after that, it gets a little bit teen soapy for okay. me. And I was thinking, really? Yeah, okay, now, now I see Sharon. Now, this is the thing. Everything you've said has made me think, oh my God, no. Because, <laughs> a, it sounds like a copy of things that are better, like the cutting edge. And, um, Exactly. Yeah, and be the 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 trailer like uh, Sean. You were talking about watching the trailer for Bad Boys for Life and thinking no. I I, I think even though I love Kaya Scolidario who plays the lead in this, I saw the trailer for it and thought yeah. I just thought no. 
<laughs> I just that was mm. I just I just went no, just moved on. And if there was a way of telling Netflix, don't show me this thing again, I would have done it. Okay, so that was the first thing that um, that we've named and shamed that you started so, watching. Yeah, I watched two episodes of that, and I was just like, can't be bothered. It's not worth yep. it. And <laughs> then I moved on to well, I thought it was slightly more promising, um, called the October Faction, which is a brand new sort of supernatural type drama right. where uh, this family who are like demon hunters. It's a bit like sort of supernatural. They're demon hunters. Mm-hmm. They're an older couple, and they've got two teenage children and. His father dies, and so they basically go back to his family home, and and basically they as they encamp, they go along, they encounter various demons and witches and the like, and the like, <laughs> and <laughs> their teenage children sort of have to, have to go back to sort of have to start high school there, and they sort of no, join no, in. There's no, all of those cliques and factions, and again, I thought, you know what, I can't this. Overdone, I watched two episodes. Things. There is humour in it; it's a bit gooey in places, but there's so many like tropes about it and I thought you know what no I can't be bothered it had there was there's some potential there but to me it was just far too sort of teen centric so I thought this is not for me though there was there were good elements but I just thought I just can't bother. okay so I watched two episodes of the October faction gave up and then I thought the next one I thought I probably would like and this was called Thieves in the Wood, and it's a Belgian-French film, um, drama series, 10-parter, historical drama, set in the um, 1745, so it's just after the French have taken over the running of Belgium. Mm-hmm. And they're sort of, basically, the, the rules have become so strict, it's almost like pre-revolutionary, well, it is, it's pre-revolutionary France, where the aristos have all the money, and then people they can't pay their taxes, or if they get caught poaching, the, the punishments are so draconian, that's it, mm. like flogging and then banishment. Mm. So if you're banished and you have no papers, you can't get a job, you can't live in a parish, you can't and, and, be, you're not, you're, and, you're excommunicate. And this is one that you, you think you're going to stick to to the end? Yes. All right, cool. And then I know I gave up on it. I watched two episodes. But for me, the reason I gave up on this one is it did warn you, you know, how it's warning, and it's a rated 18 and it contains scenes of sexual violence. And I thought, well, they often like warn you, and it may not be that bad. Yeah. But I just found it a bit distasteful, distasteful oh, yeah. in some of those elements. Again, it was like the Aristos hunting young girls and like sort of raping Good them stuff. in the woods, and some of it was gratuitous, like sort of stripping them. And I thought, yeah. oh, you know what's going to happen? I don't need to see young girls being yeah. brutalised. Just... Um, so... some, sometimes I've had this conversation before. Sometimes they're unnecessary, aren't they? Yeah. You, can, you can leave. You know, you can let things think. Okay, that's that's happened. We don't want to, we don't want seven minutes of riding about yeah. with no clothes on. Yeah, you're going to go. You're going to do that, especially you're when gonna, it's violent. Yeah, or, oh, violent. Yeah, and there was, just but just. But yeah, even, and then once there was one scene where one of the girls who's vanished, she sort of was she escapes these sort of predatory aristos, and then she flees into the woods and she gets taken into a brothel, and they're saying, well, if you're going to live here, you're going to work here. Mm. So she goes from like the frying pan into the fire, effectively. Mm. And then you see her with this sort of horrible client. And again, you have to watch her being, you know, sort of brutalised, really, because she's not exactly willing. Mm. Um, And you think, I don't need to see it. I can, you can understand, you know, what's happening without seeing some man's naked romp doing what he has to do. And so I found, I thought, you know what, can't be bothered. (laughs) 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 So three I started and, and I, did not finish. Oh, what was that one called? <laughs> thieves in the Wood. Oh, oh, thieves in oh. the Wood. But I thought that looked quite good until oh, that bit. Okay, no, sorry. Yeah, you never really know, do you? Look at all these things. You never really know. Can't tell, no. 
Yeah, that is true. That is true. Oh, it's funny. You talking about um, somebody, weirdly enough, and this is going to sound very weird. You talking about someone having to go into a brothel <laughs> reminded me of something, which was, um, yeah. it was my, my sister-in-law was around on this weekend. And, um, and she, well, when she was coming up here from Exeter on the train, she was actually listening to the podcast. And so she came up and she was like, oh, what are we going to watch? What are we going to watch that's going to be on the podcast? Let's watch something on Netflix that's going to be on the podcast. <laughs> and she was actually, <laughs> and based on what you said, she actually asked me, she was like, have you started watching Harlots yet? It sounds really, really interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> See, Harlots takes this a difficult subject matter. Yeah. But you never see anything. That's right. That's right. It's I mean, suggested. You may yeah. see the odd sort of naked body, yeah. or you may see it sort of like a lady's shoulders. But you, there's no nipples in it no. in any of the seasons, and so you know what's going on. Yeah. But it's not gratuitous in yeah. any way, or salacious. Yeah. And so you get to see that some of the girls do it because you know, they don't mind, and others are, like forced into that situation. Yeah. Um, but it's more about the women than it is about the clients. Mm. And I thought sometimes is that it's filmed in a way that it's all about the men. It's not really about the women yeah. at all. Even though you see them crying and sobbing, it's like it's actually not about them. It's all about malgratification, yeah. which is detrimental. But I thought Harlots, it's it is about the women, and in that show, there's no mistaking that the women have all the power. Okay. In a situation where you think they shouldn't have any, they do. Yeah. So yeah, I would say to watch Harlots. Watch okay, Harlots. so that that's Adwa, Adwa, or as she also goes by Rachel. Adwa, you hear that? Charlotte is saying, go do it. Even though we can't find it to watch, we can't find anywhere to watch it for free. It's worth tracking down. Right now. Let us move on. We will talk about films in a second, but I was wondering whether we could have a quick five minutes. We said we were going to talk about it last week. And I think, Sharon, you said something along the lines of, and we know we're talking about Oscars, and I've been talking for about, I think, two, three weeks now about how disappointed I am in the the award season. And you said something along the lines of, oh, we need to have a chat about whether it is so, whether it's worth showing representation or whether it's more important that we get representation or whether it is that we get good films something along those lines yes yeah is the is the key thing about performance or is it about should it be about representation or should it be about rewarding a genuinely good performance and they they can be both the same thing at the same time you can reward good performance Mm -hmm. and it's also representative Mm -hmm. um but you know should one really i don't know if, if how, how do you feel about it? Do you feel like there should be more representation or should it be sort of colorblind and sort of, it, you know, diversity it, blind almost? It's, it's, just, uh, just to reflect you say this because, Sorry, carry on, Sean. Yeah, no, I was just wondering, actually funny about probably a film we're going to talk about exactly, later, which yeah. was really, you, you yes. know. Um, but, you, you know, I was thinking that to me, I mean, I do understand it all and I understand all the thing, but it's like, I think it's getting a little bit pushed too much that it's actually getting noticeable. It's a bit like Endgame when it goes, when it's like, oh, where will you go alone? Oh, she's not alone. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's all very, it's all, yeah. it's all very being pushed in your very, very, very noticeable. It's like, you know, you know, perhaps sometimes it's a bit too overdone, I think. I mean, I think, well, I'd like to hear your opinion on it, Tose. Yeah. But part of me would think, if I, if I felt that there was a genuinely outstanding performance that had been missed, I think it'd be, you would feel outraged about yeah. it. But I must admit, I was thinking, back in my brain, I was thinking, were there any performances I thought that deserves a nod and it didn't get any? Because every now and then you do think, yeah. why why have they ignored that completely? Yeah, like we exactly. said about Tom Hardy and, and Legend, yeah, Legend yeah, a few yeah. years ago. We said, how could you ignore that when it was it was a, a barnstormer of a yeah. performance? And other times you're thinking, when I watched Judy with um, Renee Zellweger, Sorry, I thought immediately, I thought she's going to get a, a, a nod for this. A nod, yeah. Even though I didn't think it's, it was no, brilliant. No. I thought it was good. It wasn't brilliant. No, I but I thought she's going to get a nod for this. I, yeah. uh, 
and you just know. Yeah, uh, it's funny because sometimes you see a performance and you straight away go, oh, that is a brilliant performance, but that's not going to get a note. Like, for instance, one of the most impressive performances that I saw um, in the last year was George Mackay in 1917. I thought he was amazing. Yes. I thought he was amazing in it, but I was like, they're going to totally... Absolutely convincing all yeah, the way I was, through. I was like, yeah. they're going to totally ignore that performance because it's not showy enough. And I and I said something, something that started along these lines last week where, and this is where I... I'm, be- I'm really beginning to feel like the whole awards thing is a bunch of rubbish because it's where politics starts getting into the thing that you love, which is film. And so obviously we're all film yeah. persons, so we think it should all be about the film and oh my God, you must have the film, it must be the film. But obviously there is this sort of political thing that comes on the outside and there's this sort of mm-hmm. like bias mm-hmm. thing that comes on the outside. So I, um, for me, what I think and... um essentially my take on it is i agree what we want first and foremost is good films but at the same time we have to realize that the people who make these films are humans and because they're humans and because there's all these pressures very often you will just stick with what you know and if the people who have been allowed to make films for so long have been majority speaking white men then they'll stick with what they know and they'll tell stories about their own world and all that kind of stuff. And even when they, if they go and uh, it's a bit like, um, you know, the the whole white savior trope you have, like Sean, remember like the, the great wall and the whole idea is, Oh yeah. And it's like, Oh yeah. Um, why is this important? This is only important because it's the white man who's experiencing it. And the Chinese people who are experiencing it now, nah, no big deal. But once the white man pays attention, then it's important. And it's, and it has that kind of element about it. And I think yelling about representation, I, I think because of the way Hollywood is, because there's so much pressure, because they're saying we're going to be spending millions of dollars, therefore we want to make our money back. There's all this pressure, and, and Hollywood is known for not being, um, not taking risks, not being innovative, and just sticking with what we know will work, which is why we are going to get a Fast and Furious 9, because <laughs> they know that will work. That makes yeah, money. They know that will work, so that's what they're going to give you. So, but uh, so if someone walks up and says, "Hey, although yeah, mm. yeah, Moonlight won the best picture Oscar." Yeah, Moonlight, Moonlight won a yeah, it won a best picture yeah. Oscar um, a, f- a few years back. But then, if you look, if you mm. if you say, "Okay, but let's move a couple of years forward," so for me, it's not so much whether they're being given awards or not. My only, uh, my question is, uh, are there opportunities? I think that deserves because I mean, I can still remember that films films that I can still remember that film, and there's lots of films that I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I do remember that yeah. film, so that, and that was a really, really good film and yeah. a terrific performance. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, so you're saying if, if the if the actual source of material is so narrow that you can only choose from that particular pool of talent, as exactly. it were, then you are going to get the same people being elect, nominated year exactly. after year because they're the ones who are in these high budget so, films. Yeah, so, but if you like broaden the scope and you make more films from a more diverse background, background or culture or experience. Yeah then you're going to get more representation because they're going to be in a much broader pool of films. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so so that that is, the, and for me, from the, I remember there was a time when, um, around about the Oscar So White controversy or the Oscar So White hashtag, when Jada Pinkett Smith said that she wasn't going to go to the Oscars because um, because none of the nominees were black. For me, that I, I remember even saying then that that was not, that my problem was not that, oh, none of the nominees are black. No, my problem is that there's not enough films being made with black people in prominent positions, so yeah. so it's 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 not they started to though, haven't they? Now they've started to with I, I think more with like I mean Black Klansman 
did, yeah. did, did quite well. Yeah, they've started, they've started doing more. They started doing more films like that. But I think at the moment, the problem is still that if, if, you, if you're trying to weigh it out, there's still not that many. And then when you come to the people, and, yeah. the, and this is the bit that gets me, because one thing that we've got to that, I remember being a bit crestfallen when I realized it for the first time, that people actually vote for the Oscars, which means that there are a certain group of people who vote. And when you look, and because of because they said the rules for being part of the academy that voted for the Oscars means that you have to be involved in film in some in some way. So that meant that the people who had been involved in film so far had been white men. So, so, yeah. so, yeah. so it's just so, going to keep perpetuating so the same cycle. Yeah, so they were the ones who were doing the voting for the films that they were coming, and so, and it's just human nature. You will vote for something that. More, that that you, you, yeah, that you that reflects that your you experience, which is why if you look at the number of Oscar winners that are films made about Hollywood, it's because oh everybody in Hollywood is like yeah yeah, yeah we, we yeah we, we recognize that yeah that's us Argo by Ben Hudson oh not Ben Hudson but ben, ben Hudson's a friend of mine hi Ben uh, by, <laughs> by Ben Affleck Ben Affleck ben, although Ben Hudson is a very very good actor name. So, <laughs> but by Ben Affleck, Argo, that was Hollywood are the good guys. Hollywood are going to go to Iran and save all these people. They were like, yes, give it the best picture, Oscar. So you, you give, you, you, and so that's why people vote for that. Yeah, we recognize that. But if you make something like, uh, if we go back to the last couple of years, something like a straight out of Compton, which um, a lot of the people who were voting for Oscars would have sat down there and gone, that is a weird world. Why are they swearing so much? <laughs> Something like that. See, I really like that yeah. film. I really like Straight yeah, Out Compton. Yeah, I know. Um, I liked. I liked. Uh, um, you know, there's there's quite a few films. So I, I didn't mind. Eyes on Me was was okay. Um, so, which, so Sean, that's what we need. We need we need it? more people like you in the Academy who see uh, who <laughs> see uh, a world that you do not know about and go, "Ooh, now that's interesting." I yeah. know nothing about that. That's very good, <laughs> but but yeah. I think yeah no. I mean it was it was it was the, the, the good films. You know I like them all. I mean I like going all the way back to um, Boys in the Hood and Boys in the and, Hood wasn't awesome. You know those, those but that did actually get that. Yeah. The thing the problem is Boys in the Hood. That's nineteen ninety two. That gets nominated for is that that long ago? It is that long ago? Oh it, that long ago. Yeah. Wow. it gets nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. John Singleton gets nominated for Best Director. He was like the youngest person ever to get nominated for Best Director at the age of 20. He was uh-huh. 20 I think around about 27 or something like that when he got nominated for that. But then, after, but this is, and this is the problem that keeps happening. One film breaks through that isn't, that doesn't fit the usual, that, that yep. doesn't fit the usual white man world mold at the Oscars, which is, so Boys in the Hood breaks through. And it's almost as if Hollywood goes, yeah, well, you know, we, we recognize that film then, and then it's like 10 years before another one comes. Mm. Yeah, no, I, 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 I do yeah, I, I understand what yeah, you're saying, I'd, really. I'd, I do understand. It's probably that the, the Oscar people who vote probably don't go to watch those, those yeah. movies. They just watch all I the... remember the same argument's been made in a different tone, but about when British films, you know, because I remember Colin Welland saying, the British are coming, didn't he? All 19, those many, many years ago. Yeah, whenever, yeah. whenever, yeah, that. Was it Chats Fire? And then every now and then you get one British film will break through and become like, yeah, huge all over the world. And then it's back to the status quo again, where it's like, yeah, maybe every but, two or three years, that's why you, one will break yeah. through. But that's like what, 1917 that's, or Dunkirk or something. Yeah. Someone will just go ping yeah. and 
then it will come through. Disappear. But I mean, I think that's why it's great. You have like the other festivals, like the Khan Khan Festival. Yeah, they do recognise the more and, diverse. You know, Sundance, which is how films. it should be, really. Uh, you know, those 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 are ones they. I give more cre- I give more credibility and more credence to, like the Palm Door than yeah. I do the. Sometimes the Oscars are okay, but you know. with you, yeah. um, I hate to become a raging, raging cliche, but <laughs> but I'm beginning, <laughs> uh, I'm begin, uh, like you know, a rage, raging film buff cliche. But I'm beginning to give more credence to things like the Screen Actor Guild Awards and the Independent Spirit Awards because I feel like th- then mm-hmm. you get to find it tends to not not to be films that have big, massive. Um, <clears throat> campaigns to ooh, give us an Oscar. It's like it tends to be smaller films. Like there's a film that is being released this weekend, Queen and Slim, that I'm hearing a lot of good things about. I'm hearing so many good things <clears throat> about. Queen. Yes, and I think of all the films, Queen and Queen yep. and Slim is the big one that people are looking at. That's that's is when it comes to uh, a film by a filmmaker and by actors who are not yep. white. I know that there's a whole thing about about Was people that... who are women as well, and people talking about the fact that Little Women seems like hasn't didn't people are yelling about the fact that Greta Gerwig didn't get a best director um nomination but quite frankly the the selection this this year I am apart from 1917 and Parasite I'm a bit underwhelmed with it especially especially the all the love that Joker is getting Sean I know you like it but honestly I am baffled yeah I, do. I am Joker. baffled at all the love that film yeah. is getting I mean, it's not a best Film. See, no, but for me, it is, it is a terrific performance because I've known people with mental disorders, and to me, yeah, it all makes sense. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that the, the film deserves best Oscar, but the performance is absolutely. I agree with you on the. Yeah. Sure, I agree with you on the performance. The performance is excellent, but the film is. I what's what's all the fuss? <laughs> wow. I mean, I, but for me, see, this is it. The films I like, I mean, it's not so much all the action and all that sort of stuff. No, you can't to like me, the indie. I like the bit, I like the bit like where he's got the cigarettes, you know what I mean? And he's it's, it's sort of getting right down to the end, the bit when he's talking to the psychiatrist and all that. Mm-hmm. Those are the scenes I love, mm-hmm. you know, not so much the, the violence in the subway or stuff or like that. It's just on the stairs. Because I love studying characters. I love studying people. And, you know, and I, you could see his descent into madness, mm-hmm. you know, and I, 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 I really love that performance. It's a bit like, Another film we're going to talk about, but which was a remake of a film that I once did when we had we used to have a podcast, didn't we? That make him like they used to. Yeah. And I, I did a film, nineteen sixty three film, and I, I watched a remake, The Innocence, indeed. And then I watched, which, funny enough, I looked at that and it's, it's rated The Guardian rates it as the eleventh best horror film of all time. Okay. The Innocence, The Innocence. So, so yeah. So I mean, for me, I I, I much prefer those, those those type of movies. So yeah. The Joker, I think I think Joachim should get. Yeah. For, for me, if it was me, I would say because I can see his descent into madness, and it does get slightly, slightly worse all the time. Yeah, you know, just starts off with the cigarettes. He wants his meds. You know, that's why I like um, Leave No Trace and all that because the guys, you know, it's a character yeah. study. It's him. It's the descent into into chaos. A bit, a bit like the films. A bit like you know. So yeah. So so. So it'd be anyway, interesting to see who does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But, I don't tend to use it as a guide to say, oh, I'll go and watch that because they give me a best Oscar. Yeah, yeah, no. I don't think it is there. I don't think it is like that. Because that, I know they used to say if it had a nod or if it had a nomination, you would guarantee it got a huge box office as a result. It would suddenly get this boost. Yeah. But I mm. don't personally think that's the case anymore that people don't look at that and think, oh, I better go check that out because it got an award. I don't think it's quite that convincing. Yeah. Um, anymore for the, the, the genuine film goer. Yeah. No. I, I, 
I, I think on occasions there are where, because I mean, I can't think of a film just offhand, but if a film gets, well, there was recently, there's a film got uh, someone, I don't know if it was, what, what won the, the British award things? The there was one, and then all of a sudden it just got really big and they kept it on because, was it, what's, what do they call the British award one? The, the BAFTAs. BAFTAs. BAFTAs, yeah. What, what won the BAFTAs where it, it sort of, well, anyway, something was, was mentioned in the BAFTAs and then they decided to keep the film on another couple of weeks because people had seen this and it had been in the back. Yeah. So, oh, I better go yeah. see it. So it does work. It does definitely yeah, work for some people. Not us, because we're, no. we're a bit more <laughs> switched on. Yeah. yeah, we're a bit more we're, switched we're, on. We, we're a bit more discerning. We're a bit more snobbish. But people say, oh, that's, that's got to be a good we're, film. We're a bit more snobbish, Sean. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Actually, okay, it's probably, probably 1917. Is what we can say. We're, yeah. we're, we're Sorry, snobbish. Mate. We're snobbish. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. I'll say that then. All right. We're okay, snob. cool. So let's actually get on. Let's get on to some films. Let's go to the films that we're going to be talking about today. So we only have two films in the cinema and two films on Netflix and Friends. So we have on cinema, we're going to kick off with Dave... Well, let's give it this full title. The Personal History of David Copperfield. Now, in time-honored fashion, as I said, we have become walking cliches of ourselves. This is a film that's based on a book. So guess who we're going to get to talk about it? Any ideas? Uh, Any ideas? It's your turn. (laughs) Well, well, me and and Tosin have been a bit pulled most of it, so... Well, yeah, David Copperfield, yeah, David Copperfield, um, by Charles Dickens. Yes, yes. It's the one of the the Dick. Oh, we were discussing this earlier. That what Dickens we've read. I've read a few, mm-hmm. and I have to say, they're easier to watch than they are to read. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. Okay. And I did agree. I did agree. Yeah, because I mean, after so, after watching this, I put up on Facebook. I put up. I was like, wow, wow. If all of Dickens is like this, I need to read more Dickens. And you came straight on there. And, <laughs> you came straight on there and went, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I you think, were like, watching this is nothing like reading Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it absolutely isn't. <laughs> no, it absolutely isn't. <laughs> it, yes, this was a skip along the beach, and Dickens mm. is like wading through sand. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What a great analogy. That's, like, that, that, that's, that's fantastic. That's awesome, Sharon. You should write that down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should. Because, yes. Uh, so, so but, but to summarise, this is a the story of David Cooper's life. And he, it's his they, the way they filmed it, it parallels with Dickens. Yeah. So Dickens used to do these tours where he would, he would like, dramatise, do dramatic readings of his works. And he did them all over the world. He did them all around Europe and he did them in the Americas and he did them in London, especially. And so he became known for doing that. And so they start the film with, with here with David Copperfield presenting, this is my life. And he's, it's, you you're led into it. Like it's a dramatic telling of his life. So, you know, immediately that the narrative is going to be like snappy. It's going to jump from scene to mm. scene to scene. Mm-hmm. And so it does, it goes from, this is how I was born. <laughs> and then you're like, you're like, you'd be sort of your witness's birth. And you then get introduced to the characters. And that does very, very much introduces you in the film to the style of film that's going to be. It's sort of irreverent. It's fast-paced. Yeah. It's frenetic in places where you're thinking, hang on a minute, slow it down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quite work out who is who and what you're saying. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you sort of, there's no, there doesn't pause for breath. It just launches straight into uh, the, the dramatics of, David Cover's birth, his sort of childhood, yeah. his the relationships with his new stepfather and his his stepfather's sister, then going off to the Norfolk Broads to live with Pe- Peggotty's relatives, yeah. um, and then his life in London, and then it's a series of these sort of 
events. Yeah. And the reason why it feels so episodic is basically Dickens wrote it as an episodic novel. So each week you had a different story event happened in David Copper's life. So you do get these sort of complete little stories within a, an overall story. So if you think these characters get introduced, they play a huge part in it, then they disappear completely. Yeah. It's because in that one particular episode, they were the ones, yeah. they were like the comic the comic the relief or the whatever fine, yeah. in that particular episode of the, the book. Yeah. So you find that all the long, you suddenly get introduced to new characters and then you have one mini adventure and then you go on and you get introduced to another set of characters and you have a mini adventure with them. Yeah. Uh- Copperfield, my boy. So, yeah, that's why you <laughs> get all these different names. It's like Copperfield, yeah. then it's Davy, then it's Trotwood, Daisy. then Daisy, then Davy. Yeah, like everybody calls him a different name. And it, it's, it, <laughs> and so, okay, cool. Thanks. Because, yeah, right, it is quite episodic. And there, there was a bit where I was watching and going, this is a bit like 1917 in that it's like, oh, well-known British actor. Bye-bye. Well-known British actor. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the cast is amazing. The cast is yeah. absolutely... Uh, the cast yeah. is to die yeah. for. And this is the thing we're talking about. This is the film we're talking about when we talk about colorblind casting. Because if you're going to try and look for some sort of, like, um, if I if I can use the the term racial purity or anything like that... <laughs> Ethnicity, yeah, maybe. This, this, this yeah. is not the film to watch it. Because David Copperfield is played by Dev Patel, who is a British Indian actor. His mum is white. You never see his dad, so we don't know where his dad came, comes from. But later on in the film, you have a character played by... Uh, I think it's Steerforth, played by Anirin Bernard, whose mum is... Um, whose mum is black, played by a lady called Amu- Amuna yep. Bird. And then you have... I mean, yeah, but, you yeah. have like um, uh, what's Benedict Wong shows up as a Chinese man who is the who is the yeah, the lawyer is the lawyer <laughs> and, the solicitor, yeah, solicitor yeah. and yeah. financial yeah. advisor to um to the yeah to what's her name. Uh, um, Mrs. Betsy Trotwood played yeah. by Tilda Swinton, yeah. and his daughter is. She's, His daughter yeah. is black, and, and it's yeah. just all over the shop when it comes to that. And I, quite frankly, I I don't know because I haven't read David Copperfield, but I feel the fact that they just said we're not doing your typical British costume drama where everybody talks mm. a certain way, where everybody looks a certain way. This is not about that. This is the, screw all that. Throw that all out of the window. And I thought, okay, cool. If that's what we're doing, and they just focus on the story itself. And I think it's a story that yeah. lends itself to that kind of casting because it's a story yeah because it's definitely i mean it was very noticeable though wasn't it i mean that was in some places when they're at the school especially i thought you know literally he there was sort of two sort of white boys in the school basically everyone else was they had a sort of whole (laughs) ethnic diverse backgrounds and all of them i just thought wow that's that's not what we normally see in sort of dickens um but yeah it it didn't apart from noticing over now and sort of going well okay but then you went well okay that just fits in the mood of the film where it was the word i used my favorite parts really well didn't they like yeah yeah. it was just a completely bonkers film and i think they knew it though you got the feeling that everyone taking part of that knew that it was just there was no subtlety (laughs) (laughs) In, in that film, it was it was a complete sort of bonkers riot. Well, I mean, but, because this is is directed by Amanda Iannucci, who di- who directed the Death of Stalin, um, which was done last year or the year before, and he also did the Thick of It, and yeah. he started off Veep in the States and all that. And knowing him, I feel like it. He does things that are not subtle, but are very clever. But then there's a layer of subtlety. So I feel like there's a layer of subtlety underneath this somehow. And when I was watching, I was thinking, okay, cool. I know. I remember there was a point I was actually watching and going, 
All right, so far it's all been mixed, but we haven't seen any black people in prominent roles yet. And okay, is he saying something there? And I'm still not sure that he's not. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still not sure that he's not. It's the kind of film that I think I need to go back and get a watch. But I agree, it is crazy. It is all over the place, and I love it. I absolutely love the way that it's done because <laughs> I feel like it gave a massive breath of fresh air to something that because I've seen adaptations of David Copperfield before. I know that there's one that was on the BBC that had Daniel. Radcliffe in it as a young David Copperfield and it it's yeah. very sort of like it's and I remember even in Nigeria we got some version of David Copperfield and it's just very stuffy and you're like oh my god what's going on okay cool I don't even know oh my everything just looks so, so everything looks like dank I would say that version is probably the classic David Copperfield is in terms of the most faithful to the book I think yeah. the Daniel Radcliffe yeah. one because it is, you know, more faithful to the book but there this is just a riot I mean if I had to sort of describe it in two words I would use we had to do this exercise at when I was at work in, in an office space situation where we had these team building days every now and then. We had to describe ourselves in two words yeah. and I chose quietly subversive well, this film. as my two words. And I would say this film was, was my two words was quietly subversive. I would agree. In that it just sort of takes something and doesn't do what you expect. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while to get into, I have to say. When I first was watching it, I was thinking what the hey <laughs> and it was just it didn't pause for breath but after a while I, when you got into the rhythm of it and then you sort of get the laughs and then you feel yourself um, there's one bit with them trying to force one of the characters to eat a lot of heavy cake <laughs> and I think me and my friend were <laughs> were sort of chuckling every time it was like have a piece of heavy cake we were just like no don't 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 have the cake don't have the cake <laughs> no, I, I think it. I was saying, that, yeah, we would. We did make us laugh, yeah, because so, but it took us a little while to get. It, it was. It was a film that I. I wasn't looking forward to going to watch because it was. I had one of those movies where I was like, I really don't want to go out the house. I don't want to go to the cinema. I don't want to watch this thing. Oh fucking! I just don't want to do it. And so I sat down there, started watching it because I had to have something to talk about on the on the podcast. And I found myself laughing <laughs> my head off. I found myself absolutely just laughing my head off. The, and I think what he's done, what he's done with it, it's breathed life into the whole Copperfield thing. And it reminded me a little bit, in more ways than one, like the the framing device and everything like that of Little Women, the one that the most recent version of Little Women, in that it, it yeah, like you know, blurring the lines between the character and the author of the original book. Um, taking something that has been done yes. over and over oh, again yeah. and remixing it in such a way that it seems to be totally new. I just, uh, I, it reminded me of that, but I really like the approach. And I know people are now saying, yeah, this is the future, colorblind casting. And I'm like, personally, my take on it is, and I know Holly, um, our London correspondent, she said, she tagged me in something on Facebook this week asking where someone had written in the time saying that colorblind casting is the future. It's been happening in theater for years. And I think it works with certain yeah yeah, yeah. it's it works with certain types of stories, but not all of them. There are some kinds of stories that will not work. Like if you like, there's no way in hell that you can make Twelve Years a Slave and say we're going to go colorblind casting. So <laughs> no. So it's like so. Um, I think for some things it can work, and where it can work, it should be used more often because it really, really does breathe life into it and makes you makes you look at it from a different perspective. I would give it a four out of five. Yes, I would give it a four out of five as well. Sure, sure. Yeah, for me, I'm just going to say a little. I'll say a little bit if I yes, can. Yes, yes. Yeah, so much we've, of this. Got, yeah. we've I mean, shut you up, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I. I, I this was a really interesting take on it all. Um, as I say, and we had a little discussion before. Pity we didn't discuss it on the 
um, the thing about you know some of the characters. I mean, we talk talking about characters, and you know, the, I'm very very character driven now. Love Mr. Dick. Absolutely brilliant. He was on the highlights. He was yeah, really, really, absolutely. really super. One of the highlights. Yeah. Um, now Peter Capaldi is Mr. Micawber. I didn't. That wasn't quite the Mr. Micawber that that I was expecting. I mean, he was okay, but for me, he's like a. He should have been a bit more rotund. WC Field. Yeah, I was. Know? Come on, feel my boy. <laughs> you love me five pounds. You know. Um, yeah. so he was a bit too. For me, he was a little bit too refined to be. Um, McCorbett, do you know what I mean? It was a little yeah. bit too refined. But Tilda Swinton, what a performance yeah. from her! Absolutely, but I, I, I think she's great. I love her and everything. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, all the characters were for me. I just, just really, and it was very character driven as well. I didn't. I wasn't so keen on Steerforth. I don't know. I don't know. I switched off to Steerforth a little bit. You know, I mean, I couldn't quite. That that didn't. Quite, I don't know. It just wasn't quite right. But the rest of it, yeah, really, really good. So I would give it a four star. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think coming as somebody who doesn't really know David Copperfield that way, uh, well, I was just kind of like, well, mm. cool, <laughs> like it. So yeah, um, yeah. Four. I got only five pounds. Four, four stars, Master Copperfield. Four, four yeah. stars all around for the personal history of David Copperfield. And now we jump over to Netflix yeah. and Friends, where we're going to talk about Britannia season two. Now, Sharon, you have seen this, and I'm guessing you've seen season one as well. So, yes. So you follow this thing from the beginning. Now, explain to me how this is anything other than a low rent British ripoff of Game of Thrones. Um. Well, it's sort of more historically based than fantasy based for starts. It's not based on novel. It's based on a, a sort of patched together history. It's basically dealing with the the successful invasion of Britain. So, in what, what was fifty five BC? No, fifty five AD, wasn't it? Or something. No, the failed invasion was fifty five BC, and the successful invasion 40, was something like seventy AD. Was it? Oh, wait, okay. I'm... It's a bit later. I get the dates all wrong because I'm not very good with. That, I, I know about the Boudicca revolt, but before, other than that, I'm not really that au okay with Roman history. But anyway, it deals with the first invasion, the successful invasion of, of Britain, where the, they make alliances with certain tribes, and then they get like this foothold. Yep. The failed invasion of Britain in 55 BC failed because all the tribes united and like basically threw out the Romans. Yep. The second invasion, the tribes were in revolt, and they were fighting each other. And so when the Romans got a toehold, they weren't united enough to be able to fight them back. And so you see basically the gradual sort of conquering of Britain by one tribe at a time, where they are so busy fighting each other that they don't, they can't put up a defence. Yeah. So that's sort of the history. And so they, they introduce some history and then they add, they add sort of like intrigue. And they also introduce the element of the Druids. And then in Britannia, seasons one and two, the Druids play a huge role in this. And it's more about them than it is actually about the the factual Roman conquest of Britain. So they're kind of like the and chiefs, you, almost. It, are they they the chiefs? Are they like the priests? They're the priests. Okay. They're the the religious leaders of the country, and they sort of more or less move between all of the tribes. Yeah. They were sort of like a slightly unifying force. Yeah. But the way they're portrayed, it's they're basically a load of hippie drug addicts in this <laughs> this particular version. <laughs> it's all very trippy. They all take sort of different substances, even if it's like, you know, chewing something or sniffing something. They probably do. But they are all, and it's, the soundtrack <laughs> is all 60s sort of surf music and every, and it's, 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 there's a certain vibe to it. That's it is basically true. a very, a trippy sort of, yeah. A trippy kind of, a trippy I don't experience. Know, I'm just trying trippy, to think, how experience. do you describe it? Yeah. I can't, you can't really call it a historic drama because I think 
when you look at the clothes, you look at some of the paint, the face painting and stuff, you're thinking, yeah, I don't think you've quite got early it's, Britain it's, there. It's probably done in the vein of Spartacus, I would think. It is, the, I think it's got more Spartacus. nods to Spartacus than yeah. it has to Game of Thrones. Yeah. And it's very, I would, the word I keep coming back to is it's very trippy. And <laughs> that everyone is either sort of <laughs> or they, they're having these visions and they have basically go on these spiritual quests. And there's this ancient prophecy about a chosen one. And the chosen one is this young girl. So you see the drama from sort of three perspectives. You see it through the Roman general played by David Morrissey, who's leaving the conquest of Britain. Then there's this girl who we think is the personification of this, the, the chosen one, a young girl called Kate, who is being taught the ways of the Druid by this outcast Druid. And then you see the perspective of the Druids by uh, Mackenzie Crook, who plays this bold, tattooed, pierced... Oh, yeah, I've seen um, pictures of him of that. Strung out. Yeah, he's like a, this sort of strung-out hippie dude um, who is one of the Druids who's like the spiritual leader, and all these forces sort of like crash together like a herd of charging rhinoceros, <laughs> really. And so, again, there's like, there's no subtlety in Britannia, one or two. Yeah. It's this mad head rush of craziness. Language? And mm. so you have sounds to be in the right... Sounds interesting, sounds a bit up my street there. <laughs> so you have to be in the right mood for it. I mean, it is. It's If you want the history of Britain... Forget it. And this is not it. Is it? And if you want something that... Um, is anything other than completely nuts. Mm. And if you want a, a serious look at the life of the Druids, this is not it. Yeah. Um, was, was there a series with which was about with um, like King Alfred that was a bit? I, I forget. There was a, oh, there's the Last Horseman. There's the Last Horseman. No, this this yeah, this is this was a TV series. I think it was like on BBC. The, la- the Last Kingdom. Last Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's more history. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so not that quite so bonkers. Because I don't think he was. This that. is completely doolally tat. Right. To be honest with you, it's. <laughs> It's it is it's all yeah. over the place, but it's entertaining for all that. I mean, it is. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bonkers insane. Oh, so obviously you you saw the first season and you came back for the second one. So there's something that you there's yeah. something that you are quite enjoying. So what do you think about season two, as in rating wise? Rating wise, I'd give it a three because it's not for the everyone. You have to get into it. Because my brother walked in and watched it. He went, oh, I watched part of that and then I gave up. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> and he sort of turned around and walked straight back out again when I knew when he saw that it was on. So it's not for the faint-hearted. You have to quite persevere with it because you do get a little bit fed up with the sheer lunacy of it in places. But it is entertaining if you don't care that it's not not history. That it's it's not really history. It's not really um, costume drama as such. It just happens to be this sort of bonkers drama set in that particular so it, time. Is, it isn't even yeah. it isn't even like a vikings or anything like that oh nothing like nothing like i mean there's one particular episode in this one where mm. some rogue legionnaires have sort of wandered off and they they've gone in search of these hallucinogenic mushrooms and they basically um tamper all the water in this legionnaires camp this um, what's it? I can't remember the name of the type. The type of camp is now anyway. And they sort of dope the water basically, yep. and then you see the whole Legion goes on a mad trip, an LCD type yeah. trip, LSD type and, trip. I'm sorry, I'm and they show you they way. show you this LSD yeah. trip. Yeah, <laughs> and so all the soldiers. One of them is like wandering around in the nude. Everyone's like painted himself different colours. Some of them like talking to trees, and you every sort of trope there is out there about what people do when they take hallucinogenic drugs you've got the whole legion doing it 
So you just got Roman soldiers on a, a sort of mad five minutes. Oh. And then they're all slaughtered by native well, that's a good <laughs> Is it? Are the battle scenes good, Dan? That's what I want no, to know. They're, they're they're not. Are they ropey as anything? Well, he's okay. got that like, sort of again, the long head hippie type running in with a machete and hacking oh, the Roman soldiers. There's no like major pitch battles then. Well, no, the, I, the no, thing no, is, I looked no. at this and I figured it was going to be low rent. Oh, not, well, not low rent, but it was going to be lower budget than your Game of Thrones or your Witches or anything like that, or even your Vikings. Yes, and absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. From, from the word go, it looked like that. So, but. But it sounds like they've managed to. They know what they they know what they can focus on, and they've gone with that. So that's three stars. Yeah, they've made it fun and mad and stupid and daft and funny and oh. yeah, uh, do lally tat as anything. Oh. So yeah, I'd give it a three and yeah. So three stars <laughs> for Britannia season two. Now we rush back to cinema yeah. and we go to the film called The Turning, which only Sean had seen. Yeah, and once again, uh, yes. I, I speak about us all like fulfilling our stereotypes. So Sharon, it's a if it's a if it's a literary adaptation, Sharon is there. If it's an animation, I'm there. If it's a horror, guess who's there? So, <laughs> sure, this yeah. is a horror, this isn't was, it? Um, yeah, this is. I mean, I, it was a choice between this or The Grudge. Ugh. Now, um, the thing is, when I when I read the synopsis, when I read the synopsis for The Turn, and I thought, my God, that sounds just like The Innocents or or um, you know, the turn of the screw, which was a book. Um, and there was this film made in 1963, which is rated Deborah as the 11th. Deborah Kerr's in it, yeah. And Peter Wingard, who was in, you, you would never clue who Peter Wingard is, but I'm sure Shannon would. It's the moustache. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He plays, he plays Quint. Quint yeah. there. Anyway, yeah, so so I was intrigued by this film. So, I, so this is why I chose The Turning, and I thought, right, okay. So, and it is... Basically, it is a remake, uh, an updated remake. So it's not like so in Edwardian time. It's set more 80s, 90s. I would oh, say okay. 80s. So it's set in the 80s because there's a big big old Volvo in it. Um, so not that I'd make it the 80s, but, you know, one of those old big square things. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah you know. the boxy so, ones. Uh, uh, yeah, the boxy ones. So, yeah, basically it's the story of um, this, this uh, governess. She, she's a teacher and she wants to be a governess and she goes to this massive big house. To, to tutor this little girl, Flora, and um, and also she's got a brother who comes gets expelled from school. Play, played and, by Finn Wolfhard. And all these, Finn Wolfhard, who, yeah. Who, and all who is these, beginning uh, to get a bit of a reputation as a horror person, like whatever the male version of a scream queen is, because I mean he's in he's in a Stranger Things. He was in It. He's a, he's going to be in the new Ghostbusters, which is, looks a bit horror inflected. Oh wow. yeah, and now he's mm. in this one. It looks like horror movies. You need a you yeah. need a team that can act. Get Finn Wolfhard, and but he is really good in this. Yeah, he's okay. really good. I don't think he's quite as scary. So as, they're not children, children then. I like uh, the, the little girl's older. a child. I'd oh, say okay. around about eight, nine, maybe. Oh, right. But the boy's more yeah, fifteen, sixteen-ish sort of thing. A okay. bit more adolescent. Um. So anyway, uh, all these. Oh, before she goes, she goes and visits her mother's, and her mother's in in. in home and she's got um you know she's obviously not the full ticket i don't know if you can say that she's anyway uh, she does these paintings and yeah, things anyway yeah. so she goes she says goodbye to her mother then she goes up to this house and she meets a little girl and the little girl says oh promise you will stay won't you, you will promise me she's yeah i promise i say and then they say oh oh no we can't go down that part of the house we can't and and then all these sort of stranger things happen and things <laughs> I, I like what you did control, there Sean. You know? i like what you did there <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah you know yeah no you can't go down there what if you don't go down there even if you hear you know she doesn't even say if here but you know obviously there's noises going on and all sorts of stuff like this yeah. so anyway the, the the adolescent boy he he sort of he says it all you know he goes into into a bedroom and, and sort of takes a picture of her asleep and all that and she wakes up and he's like what are you doing and he says oh you know i thought you might like it so she gets a bit freaked out by all that and she gets freaked out and the, the housekeeper yeah. really really well played i thought it was um like really oh they're thoroughbreds what do you expect you know what i mean she's really really quite harsh yeah so it's like this descent and creepier things happen and mannequins happen and you see things in mirrors and stuff you know so, uh, a lot of horror tropes so, so, so but, but no, what you said you said that this is pretty much a modern remake of an of quite a famous film of the innocence yeah yeah yeah, definitely. It is a remake of the... So based the, on a Victorian novella, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, is, so is it officially a remake, or is it like one of those things that's just stolen a lot from the film? It's just stolen. It's just stolen, I think. I, I just, just, it's not like they haven't said a remake because they didn't call it The Innocence. Oh, yeah? Uh, um, so uh, it's basically about, I mean, the, the, the boy getting control. You know, he wants control. Mm. And, uh, I mean, this, this thing happened where there, there used to be like a... Uh, chap who looked after the horse as a stable man or, or groundskeeper i mean in the original he was like the gardener one he quint and he's just yeah, like the, a, a really really and, and in the novel really really vile vile character and it's almost like he takes possession of the adolescent boy you know and uh, and he is really really nasty and that's he plays the part really really well you know he's 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 horrid and you know kids like do that they just really really know yeah. how to dig the knife and you know she's like oh you're not even Okay, so so yeah, but you never really yeah. Go on. No, no, I was just going to ask. I was going to ask, ask Sean. Like, I'm I'm throwing a couple of pictures in my head. Bearing in mind that you you go watch horror movies. You watch horror movies all the time, and you keep coming back. And, mm-hmm. and every time you watch a horror movie, I expect you to come back and go, "Oh, for goodness sake, that, that didn't scare me. It was rubbish. It was this. Yeah. It was that. Oh, and the ending. The ending. That's these are the kind of things I expect to hear you say, Sean. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. a number one. That's what happens when you go watch horror films. Number two. This is a remake of a film that you like, and we know that those tend not to fare well. They they, 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 they tend not well. to fare well in they your estimation well. whatsoever. <laughs> you, you you do not hold back on that. So at the moment, I'm thinking that things are not looking good for this film. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you could be. You're it's, it's sort of heading that way. I think. Yeah, you 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 know you know me. I'm a I'm a creature of habit. Um, I'm a creature of habit. So. Yeah, yeah. Just to finish the story, anyway. You never in the first one. You never really know if it's just because she was mad. Yeah, or, that's or, very much. I'm, I mean, anyway. that's what that's because you never know if it's just her descent into to madness. Yeah. That she's actually seeing these these visions it's much and more stuff. More psychological, isn't yeah. it? A lot of it. But so, and they did the same with the end of this movie. But what really annoyed me is I could understand that, but there were some shots in the film where she's maybe washing her washing her hands or whatever, and then. You, you get, you know, an appearance in the mirror like you do. Well, why would she be washing her hands? You might see it in the mirror, but if it's just there, do you know what I mean? So so maybe it's more of a, There were just a few bits. It wasn't... It didn't quite quite ring. But I did think that the the, the boy who played um, Miles, I think that yeah. was, was really, really good and yeah. really, really nasty, nasty Finn character. Wolf, Finn um, Wolfhard, he's a very good actor. Very good. Finn Wolfhard, yeah. And the little girl, little girl was uh, pretty good as well. You know, she was uh, so. Uh, having been a big fan of the original, or 
West, I don't know, they, they called it the turn-in. So, yeah, it didn't really quite cut the mustard. You know, it had some... They tried it. It was the old horror trope. You thought, oh, I can see what that's coming. You know, there's always the mirror. There's always, like, the... the, 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 the the, you know, ooh, all like, the. Why have they framed? You know I mean? Why have they framed this the shot so weird? Why is that space yeah. above their left um, shoulder? And, and oh, I see. The one, the one thing I like about going to see the horror films is you can actually see. I was the only one watch. I was, I was yeah, the only one in there. I was the only one in there watching yeah, it. It was in Spring so, Six, and I heckled it myself. I think. <laughs> I thought, oh, right, okay, I can see this. I, yeah, so, there it is. There's the mirror. Oh, there's the mannequin sat on the chair. That's you know. It's going to move in a minute, you know, the head's going to move. And... There's normally a doorway scene, isn't it, where you, you get... Bang, yeah. yeah, a few bangs, you know what I mean? Creaking doors, People or there's some, there. a, a suggestion of yeah. movement. Don't turn on the lights, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, so how many stars would you give it? Okay, interesting, this one. I'm going to give this one, I mean, I'm going to give this one a low three. I'm going to, I think it's a three just because the performances were good. Yeah. You know, because I did really think the performances were, were first class. Yeah. You know, yeah. the housekeeper and the children. The lead, not quite so sure. And so, and the lead's mum. But for for just purely because I thought the acting was pretty All right. believable. Good. But yeah, so it's going to be a low three All there. Right, good stuff. All right. And so now for our final film, we're going to go back to Netflix and Friends. This is actually something that I saw on Netflix. And this falls into the category of things that were in the cinema, but we had a very, very small release and we're, we're not in any cinema near me. Uh, it was a film that I think was being spoken about for Oscars. I'm not sure whether it was this year or last year, but it, starred, it stars Regina Hall, who is most, who's mostly known as, an, as a comedic actress. It's a film called Support the Girls. And I heard a lot of good things about this performance, and it was a case of um, didn't couldn't find it anywhere in the cinema, couldn't see it anywhere. And so when my sister-in-law came around this weekend and she said, oh, yeah, yeah, let's watch something that's going to be on Netflix or cinema, I said, well, this is on my list, and I'm trying to get through my list <laughs> this, this year. And my aim for this year is to try and get through my Netflix list and just get things off that have been there for three years, just watch them. And get them. So I decided to watch this, support the girls. And it is, a, she, Regina Hall plays a manager of a restaurant. And this is a restaurant that's very much like Hooters. And it, it's called Double Whammies. Once again, not very subtle. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. I know. I think we're, we're, having, we're <laughs> having a bit of a not very subtle week. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so she's, she's the manager of a restaurant called Double Whammies. And it's, so, and the first scene of the, of the film, you see her sat in her car in the, in the car park crying before she goes into work and when she goes into work there's all these things that go on like she's in there and there's a whole bunch of people who showed up to be inducted to see whether they're going to be the new whether they're going to be double whammies girls and so she's talking them through how everything works in double whammies and then she starts hearing this noise from the ceiling and it shows that somebody has tried to sort of break into her kitchen overnight and steal from her safe and it's it's this is one of those films that straight off the bat where nothing really happens, nothing really happens. There's there's incident, but there isn't really a plot. It's just kind of like you know a day in the life, a day in the life of a woman who runs this um this uh, this restaurant and how she tries to deal with everything. She tries to deal with like you know a, a misogynistic and overbearing owner. She tries to deal with the fact that some of the some of the girls who she sees as a family who work for her, make really, really bad life choices. And how, she, how is she going to help them and do things like um, uh, raise... Uh, she, she holds this sort of, like, you know, 
charity raising things and they're not really charity raising things she's trying to raise money to get one of the girls bail money to get them out of jail or something like that and you and she just comes across it's a very good performance by regina hall and it just because she gets she she communicates this character who is just put upon because she has the weight of the world on her shoulders she's trying to do everything she's everybody sees her as the really really capable person in her office that she's trying to get everything done but her home her life is a bit sort of like falling apart so it's a good performance but there's a lot of stuff in the film that and even from me just talking about it you might be thinking yeah we've seen this before i mean um i'm not sure but you know you know that's sort of like archetypal character is like really 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 capable but like you know the life the home life is just so like falling apart and all that and there's some really funny bits i think there's a lot of when it comes to performances i've talked about Haley lou richardson who plays this she works in this bar so everybody knows what hooters is like women wear crop tops and they wear like you know hot pants and that's what they walk around and the the majority of the people in the bar are men who come there and it's but she's just like this sort of like ray of sunshine who thinks that this is all just so kind of fun and all that and she thinks it's such a great place to work and she loves her you know, kind of co- and she's just she just sort of like bubbles off the screen and it's it's a really kind of i think it's a hard performance to sort of do because you've got to keep it going you've got to keep being this ray of sunshine throughout the whole film and still f- come across like a real human being and not just so like you know quite frankly an idiot and i think it's done very well but it is one of those films where not much happens it is one of those films where it's just kind of like you know a day in the life of and it's like vignette of this vignette of that all that so it's um and there's sometimes when you think it this is a kind it's the kind of film that could very easily work as a play and it wouldn't really lose much so i quite liked it um my sister-in-law Adjo fell asleep but, but yeah but uh, i would give it uh i'll give it a three out of three out of five i think it's a it's a high three it's 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 not like you know how i can't remember what film was we spoke about a couple of weeks ago and we're like this is a nailed in the wood like this is just this is just a three star movie this is like non more three star <laughs> it's a little bit more than it's not really that it's at least it's quirky it's kind of but it, it, I think, I think it falls into some of the tropes of you know when you say you have that independent movie, and it just falls into the tropes of oh, this is what independent movie is like, and you think oh, you know exactly what you're gonna get. Yeah. And it is, it is a bit like that. You can see that they don't have much money. They do good stuff with it. They do good character work. But all in all, I give it three out of five. Um, okay. Yeah. And that is us done for films this week, for everything that we've seen. Now, oh, oh I've got to put that in. That's a three. So that's all that's left is for me to ask you guys because I have it in front of me and you guys don't. Who do you think has won this week? I think cinema had fours, and I think everyone else had three. So I would go with cinema this week. I'm going to go cinema Copperfield for Copperfield. Raining. Yeah, David Copperfield pulled it. Yeah. Hold that. Hold it off. Hold it off. Yes, you are right. You are right. David Copperfield has come and straight opposed everything like a like a crazy sugar mad sugar mad colossus. It's like it's like, yeah. like Thor's hammer. <laughs> like Thor's hammer. <laughs> yeah, it sort of you know, pulls me off. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, and it's and it's, <laughs> it's done it. So yeah, c- cinema is the winner this week. I have to say one thing about David Copperfield. I quite like the color palette of it because it isn't your typical Dickens color yeah. palette. Like it's actually bright and colorful, and there's there's one p- yeah. particular scenes when they're in when you're in Betsy Trotwood's house. I remember like looking at that and going, "Oh my word, that is 
that's not what I expect of Dickens. That is, that, that's that's bright, vibrant and it's jumping out at you and everything. But yeah, I, I really, really like what they did with the film. Well done, Amanda Iannucci. I'm sure that now I've told him that yes. it's made his day. So... <laughs> He's yeah. going to be well, retweeting that one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> or whatever they do. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's doing well. He's doing well. Yeah. Okay. So now, um, I think, I guess that's it for us until next week. I mean, Sean, you're not going to be around because you're going to be flying off. And yeah. I, all I want to see, Sean, is I want a picture of you in a Stetson on a horse. Okay. I'll try my best. <laughs> I'll try my best. No promises. No promises. Yeah. No promises. Uh, you, you might find me in a. In a, I don't know, New York Yankees baseball cap or something. Well, well I'll see if I can get a step. At a baseball game. Oh, well, at a baseball game, that'll work. Yeah. Oh, I am going to a basketball game. Ooh. I'm oh. going to go and watch a New York Try Knicks. to get a sad caught on the kiss cam. So I'll try and get that, yeah. So I'm going to watch a New York, York, New York uh, Knicks versus the Miami Heat. Oh. Okay. Good stuff. Okay, oh. I want to. I, I do not know any of the players okay. who are playing for any of those teams right now. But Sean, I want a picture of you. Yeah. I want a selfie of you in the crowd. And okay, and, I'll try. I'll try. Okay. Sharon, you will not be around next week um, because you, you no. know, because you are going to be getting ready for your birthday. <laughs> yes, I've got like a, so sorry. a couple of weeks of events. I I always view my birthday as the end for the naught. It's like gladiatorial games. Instead of sort of sacrificing Christians to, you know, a sort of burning auditorium of violence, I have lots of cake. <laughs> uh, so it's very similar. Heavy cake? <laughs> <laughs> heavy cake? I could knock out heavy with cake. that. Um, so, yes, I'm having a sequence of events over the next couple of weeks. And so this next week is, is full of them. <laughs> and so I have not a spare moment at all. So, yes, I shall enjoy roaring into my 50s um next so sean sean you know that seeing as neither of us is going to be at sharon's um birthday you know what we're gonna have to do now right gonna have to sing it too and a one and a two a happy (laughs) birthday to you happy birthday to you Happy birthday, dear Sharon. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) Yes. So because of that, Sharon... She's a jolly good fan. Happy birthday for the next couple of weeks, Sharon. I'll give you a little bit of a hug now. We've got to go in a little way. Okay, so Sharon, you will not be around next week, but you will not be around next week, but I have a plan. So if anybody's listening to this, if anybody's listening to this at the moment, get in touch with me. Get in touch with me, Netflix VS Cinema on Twitter, and... What I want to do is next week, I want to have a, like a listener, a listener Netflix for cinema. Tell us what you've seen in the cinema, what you've seen on Netflix, what you think, and then we'll figure out who the winner is. Oh, that'd be interesting. It will be. Uh, well, I'm hoping it will be. So anyway, uh, if there's any listeners, get in touch. We would will, we will love to get you on and find out what it is that you've been watching. But until that time, it's a goodbye from me. A goodbye from me. And uh, cheerio, I'm Copperfield from me. <laughs> goodbye, guys. See you next See week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.